This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Listener's discretion is advised. Happy New Year! And welcome to A Page Too Far, the show where each week one of us reads a book and then tells the other all about it. Will it be bad? Will it be good? Let's find out together. My name is Wazo, the, the psychic dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> what they, so this is the first the first episode since we've been back and that's yes. your name that's my name is Wazo the psychic dolphin I can dig it and this is my co-host Oesis the Greek goddess of misery I don't think you pronounced that right <laughs> no I don't think I did it's it's Oesis Oesis I think it's Osis no no it's O-I-Z-Y-S oh Oesis O-Y-Z yeah, Oasis. I, I looked up the pronunciation before and I forgot, but okay. I think it's Oasis. All right. I'll be the god of misery. God or goddess? Goddess. Goddess. Yeah, I'll goddess be the goddess of misery. misery. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, we've been gone for a long time. We have. It's been, what, close to a month since we've yeah. recorded, <laughs> let alone released an episode. Yeah, because we had a two-week Christmas break. Yeah. And then the day before we recorded a new one, right. I got sick, Yep, which you can Maybe slightly here in my voice a yeah, little you're bit. Still, you're still coming. You're still recovering a little bit, but a it's a lot bit. better than you are. It's it's mostly cleared up. Yeah. Uh, and that was for a whole fucking week yep. that I was sick. Yep. So, so it's been a little while, but we're coming back strong, I hope. This is season two, <laughs> right? We're calling this season two. We got some yeah. feedback. We're doing new things. Yeah. We got, we got like a song and dance episode that we're going to throw up on YouTube. For, I'm just vibing here. There's nothing, no, we're not going to do any of that. <laughs> I, I don't feel like doing we didn't that. get any feedback or anything. If you want to send us feedback, but yeah, uh, but no, we're, we are going to be trying to do uh, some things a little bit different, maybe a little bit better, change up the format just a little bit here. Uh, we have been getting a lot of traction on YouTube for one particular episode. No idea why. It's, it was one little mistake. It has over 900 views now, I believe, uh, which is way more than anything else we have on yeah. YouTube. No. Very strange. I have no idea why. <laughs> Who's to say? Uh, but hey, just It was a fun episode, but yeah, maybe it's because we talked about gaslighting. Maybe? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. How are you feeling tonight? I'm feeling pretty good. That's good. Yeah. I'm, that, I'm okay. the, the break was exactly what I needed. It was, it oh, was yes. something like, just yes. to... Just to to reconnect and find myself, find some new books. Yeah. I didn't do any of that, but great. I did read a shit ton of books. <laughs> there was a whole lot of video games that I didn't play. Yeah. <laughs> that I was going to. Exactly. I didn't. <laughs> Been playing a lot of Pokemon Sun, though. Sun? Interesting. Yeah. Why Sun? It's the only one I have. Oh. <laughs> no, I have I have Emerald somewhere. But on my old Game Boy. That's but the problem, though, is it's somewhere. It's somewhere. Yeah, I, I don't remember where. This week's book is... By Tao Lin. <laughs> you want to run that by me one more time? So the title uh-huh. is... And who is it by? Tao Lin. Okay. Uh, he is a Vietnamese American. Oh. He was born and raised in America, but he's Vietnamese sure. uh, heritage. And he, he mostly, he's a novelist. He writes a lot of poetry as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this particular book, which phonetically is written out... E E E. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of E's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and it is, I think I would describe this as abstract pulp. Okay. So it's very, very abstract. Clearly. And it's essentially about nothing. Huh. So is it is it similar to well, the brief and frightening random fill was That was allegorical. It was allegorical. It was yeah. about something, but it was still very abstract. It, this is very abstract in a similar vein. Um, it kind of mixes like mundane normalness in like uh, just a regular person's life. Okay. Mixed with just bonkers, insane shit that just happens and nobody seems to to gawk at it or anything. It's like, just a part of life. Like in the Muppets Christmas Carol when Scrooge is walking and talking and there's just Muppets. Yeah, and no yeah. no one comments on it. Exactly. It's okay. the exact same thing. It's okay. just they're, they're people too. Like what do you, yeah, whatever. All right. <laughs> so this was published in 2007 and is 211 pages long. Oh boy. That's a lot of nothing. It is a lot of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this is what the cover looks like. Oh, it looks like Weasel from the Suicide Squad. <laughs> it's it's a bear. It's a bear. Yep. It's it's a bear and you can you can see the title. <laughs> yep, the title is E E E. So, let's dive in. The book begins with our protagonist, Andrew, walking in late to his shift at Domino's. I'm not going to say anything. 
I know somebody who worked at Domino's. Yeah, me. Well, for four and a half years. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was unavoidable. I will say the author knows someone who works in Domino's or he has worked in Domino's. Because he knows how it goes. Everything is 100% accurate. <clears throat> so he walks in late to a shift at Domino's. His manager, Matt, says, you're fired. Get your shit and get out. Andrew says, okay, and walks to the back to fold boxes. Pizza time. Right away. There's a problem. His manager fired him. He did. Told him to get all this shit and get out. Yep. He didn't want to see him again. Correct. He's still working there. I see nothing wrong with this. Like nothing happened. <laughs> so the book describes some of his other coworkers that he's folding boxes with. Uh, I'm not going to go into it really because it doesn't matter. Uh, one of them is a martial arts champion. Hmm. Another one was in a band and Andrew's kind of jealous of him. Yeah. But uh, eh, this and that doesn't really matter. One of them says, remember when kids said slow-mo? I'm bringing that back. Did kids say slow-mo? I don't remember kids saying slow-mo. They said slow-mo in reference to, like, slow-motion footage. Yeah, but that's still called slow-mo. Like, yeah. That didn't go away. Somebody tell the slow-mo guys. They're out of fashion. I guess. Maybe it's, this is, like, kind of like in the Dread universe where slow-mo's a drug. Oh, maybe. It, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, another one says, I got a $10 tip from a moose today. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, $10 tips from anyone is awesome. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it is. Hey, 10 bucks is 10 bucks. Uh, Andrew is very depressed. And he doesn't know how to express himself to other people. Mm -hmm. He is, by psychological definition, antisocial. Okay. He, uh, and I, I'm saying that because like it, it, most people, they say antisocial, they mean you don't want to be around people, but that's not what antisocial means. That's asocial. Antisocial means that you don't have the sufficient amount of empathy to relate to other people, right? Mm-hmm. So antisocial behavior is usually stuff you see in serial killers, right? <laughs> like they, someone's in pain and they just, they're not getting that someone needs their help or whatever. Right. They're just like, oh, I guess they're in pain and they don't feel anything. Right. He's kind of like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, sort of, he's, he's, he's got issues. And okay. This is our protagonist. This is our protagonist. This is going to be a good book. Or, or the guy we follow throughout the book. We'll put it that way. Okay. So more often than not, he just talks to people in his head that he's met in the past. Oh. So he meets someone, he likes them, but they don't stay in his life. Well, he just keeps talking to them. Okay. Right? Yeah. That's healthy. Yeah. You want to do that if you're Yeah, you, you want to foster lonely. it. Look, it's good for creating a solid internal monologue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You need to, you need to, you know, check, check with yourself every yeah. now and then. He often puts on what's referred to as a shit-eating grin uh, in place of a genuine smile. Mm-hmm. And people are weirded out by it. Yeah. Well, and that kind of grin usually implies, too, that, like, you did something wrong and they know you know. Kind of like you know smug they know looking. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like he's not, he's not very good with the expressions. He often has dark, intrusive thoughts. Oh. Usually violent in nature. Okay. Later, he is sitting in his Honda Civic, uh, wanting his shift to be over. Mm-hmm. Been there. Yeah. Matt comes out with a pizza and uh, hands it to him and says, you need to deliver this to Joanna's house. Uh, oh, and by the way. Here's Joanna. Take her home. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. That was kind of frowned upon. Yes. <laughs> a little bit. For insurance purposes, mostly. Yeah, liability. Yeah. Uh, we did it anyway, but it's frowned upon. Well, especially if they tip you, but like. Right, right, right. And she was like a, a friend of someone who, yeah. well, I don't, something like that. And then Matt says, after he tells her to, uh, him to take her home with the pizza, he says, don't rape her or we'll know it. Fair. <laughs> but. <laughs> and okay andrew says wow thanks for making it awkward also fair fair now here's the thing i think the author intentionally wrote this book in a way that is is, is it's a lot like unreliable narrator sure people are saying things mm -hmm. and he's not quite understanding what they're what they mean Okay, so, so he said something else, but he heard it as, hey, I don't think, rape her. I think what Matt said was, can you take Joanna home? Hey, and no funny business, huh? Something like that. Yeah. And to okay. Andrew, he's just taking that as like, oh, he, don't, he doesn't want me to rape her, like, right? Yeah. Like, he, he's just yeah. not getting that it's a joke. Or yeah. It's a, there's a lot of that in this book. So I think that's what it okay. is, is. He's not on other people's level, so he's not, what he hears is completely different uh, intention to right. what people, you know. Right. So he's driving her home. She's given him turn by turn directions. And on the way, uh, he kind of zones out and just misses a turn. Mm. So he's like, oh, whatever. I'll just do a U-turn here. Yeah. Turned out it was an illegal U-turn. Ooh. And he gets pulled over by a cop. Oh, you hate to see it. While the cop is writing him a ticket, uh, he imagines assaulting the cop. Mm -hmm. 
And at the same time, the cop possibly shooting him with his gun. Oh. Yep. Just that running through his mind. Yeah. Yep. They continue on their way afterwards. Uh, and Andrew is thinking about Sarah. Now, Sarah is his ex-girlfriend mm. from a long time ago. Okay. Uh, they, She's also sitting in the back seat. <laughs> well, that, that's Joanna. Totally different person. No, no, no. No, no. I mean, I mean that he carries her with him. Oh, well, you, you got it. You got it. He talks to Sarah all the time. Yeah. Um, because they were tight and he liked her. This is very Haunting of Hill House. Kind of, yeah. Where memories become ghosts yeah. that just stick with you. Yeah, very, very much so. Um, they don't really do anything. He just, it's basically his own thoughts being echoed back right, at him right, right. as another person. So it, it's not like he's getting a different perspective on things. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, obviously broke up with Sarah. Yep. And they never spoke again. Uh, she was living in New York City, which he mentions all throughout the book. Mm. Like, mm, I miss Sarah. Oh, she's living in New York City, probably married now. And he just, he does that all the time, which is really obnoxious. Sure. But, uh, I guess it's somewhat realistic. You know, you're feeling stressed. You're just thinking about shit and it's usually the same shit you've thought about before. Yeah. And, New York city. Uh, so Andrew and Joanna talk a little bit during the drive. Joanna has a sister who likes the same obscure bands that Andrew likes. Oh, right. Uh, and Andrew really, 1975, you probably never heard of them. <laughs> uh, there was a, a fucking artist that has a really weird name and they mentioned it throughout the book and I just didn't write it down because it didn't amount to anything. Oh. But but it was a really weird artist name that I'd never heard of and he was into her and now Joanna's sister's into Was her. it Milkfist? No, it wasn't Milkfist. Okay. It was it was like a f- some foreign name oh. that I'd never heard before. Okay. It was like an Indian name. Okay. Uh, so Andrew was like, I want to I wanna meet her sister. The Punjab experience. <laughs> It was something kind of like that. It was <laughs> Punjab Hujaba or something. I don't know. Okay. Something like that. Um, but Andrew wants to meet her, but he doesn't want to seem like a creep. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want to be like, your sister told me you like this band. Let's do something. Which, I mean, I feel like that's a fine introduction. Yeah. No, it, that's perfectly it, it, it fine. Is, especially if the sister's there. Right. But he's not. I mean, I'm going to applaud him. Yeah. For thinking <laughs> Look, that, that's, at least. That is more than we've gotten from him yeah. so far. Yeah. Like, that's actually a logical thing to think for him. Yes. So he drops Joanna off, and uh, before he can drive away, a bear walks out of her house and up to his car window. Oh. And uh, there's no mention of Joanna acknowledging the bear's existence. Yeah. It just walks up to his car window. Andrew lowers the window and asks, can I help you? The bear says, do you want free money? Yes. They go back and forth a little bit. Andrew's like, what do you mean free money? And he's like, I got a $20 bill and a blanket. Do you want a laptop computer? <laughs> and Andrew's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what do <are> you, what? what? <laughs> so Andrew is hesitant and uh, thinks it might be some kind of trap. Why is a, <laughs> why is a large hairy gay man trying to give him $20? So uh, the bear just tears the door and roof off of his car. Oh, wow. Uh, and then it puts the blanket over his face. Okay. And then picks him up huh. and carries him into the yard. All right. Uh, and he carries him to like kind of alongside the house mm-hmm. and uh, puts him down. Don't go to the second secondary location. And takes off the, the blanket off his head. Yep. And then the bear kneels down and lifts a trap door that's in the grass. Oh. And lifts it up. Okay. Right? The bear then points at the ladder descending into this secret passageway. Mm-hmm. And the bear tells him to climb down. Hmm. Uh, Andrew's like, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't want to go down there. Yeah. And then the bear takes the, this, I don't get this fucking part at all. The bear takes the blanket okay. and throws it down into the, the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And then Andrew says, oh, you're a clever bear. Now I have to go get the blanket. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why do you need to go get the blanket? We're going to move past that. Yeah. I don't, the, there's just, there's certain things in this book that are really strange. And I, okay. We'll acknowledge them. But yeah. I can't, I can't react to that. I, me neither. What I'm like, I supposed to say? I know. It's like, why? Why? There's no logic to any of this. Yeah. Here. So, just don't. So he starts climbing down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, so this is, while they're climbing down the ladder, I'm going to read this verbatim from Ooh, the book. All right. Because I want to give you an idea of the writing style. Here, yeah. Okay. The bear kicks Andrew's head. Was that your head? The bear asks. Andrew doesn't say anything. Andrew, the bear says. Was that your head? Stop talking. What was it? The bear asks. A laptop computer. They keep climbing down. Where's your sledgehammer? Andrew asks. Sledgehammer? The bear says. What are you talking about? It gets colder. The bear makes noises like, her, her, 
Not all bears are the same bear, the bear says. Are you following? <laughs> so this is a ladder from like a Dark Souls game. Yeah, it's very long ladder. It's very long. It, 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 the words and the sentences make sense. On their own, yes. On their own. But in the, <laughs> in connecting in a story. Yeah, it's. No, I'm very, not following. Very weird and distra- The entire book is like this. Okay. Thank you for taking the sacrifice. <laughs> so I thought this, because this guy has a, a Vietnamese name. I yeah. thought he was not American and didn't know English very well. But no, he was raised in Orlando, Florida. And this is all just very intentional. This is all intentional. Absolutely 100%. Mm-hmm. So putting together a narrative in my notes was very challenging. Yes. Because I'm like, what do I include? What do I not? And just now reading this, I realized that something connects to something later in the book. Ah. So there's a sense of everything is out of time okay. and everything is connected. So we'll get into that more, but that, I just want to give you a little taste. All right. They reach the bottom of the ladder and they start walking down a corridor. Along the corridor wall, they see a moose lying in a nook. Oh, it gave somebody 10 bucks. The bear tells Andrew to keep walking. He's like, ah, just ignore him. Keep going. Eventually, they reach a cliff. So they're, they, they come out of this corridor. They're on the edge of this big cliff here. Yeah. It's the vagina cliff. I was just going to say, <laughs> this is giving me haunted vagina vibes. <laughs> that's what I thought, too. Uh, and not that's that. not a sentence I'd ever thought that I would say. <laughs> so below the cliff is a city of dolphins and bears. Oh. We do not get specifics on this city. Mm-hmm. That is all it says. It, it does also say here and there is a statue of the current president of the United States. Oh, does it say the current president? Yeah, that's all it says. The oh. current president of the okay. United States. Light on details, but it's a city of dolphins and bears coexisting together under the ground. All right. A dolphin walks up to Andrew. The dolphin is carrying a sledgehammer. Oh. And it slaps Andrew in the face with its fin. Oh, not with the sledgehammer. Psh, not with the sledgehammer. Okay. This is fin. Many more dolphins walk up to the edge of the cliff. They're just all coming up to where they are on the cliff. And more impressive, they're walking. Yes, they're walking dolphins. Soon, uh, there's so many dolphins that some are being pushed off the cliff. Oh, no. As they fall, they go... The title of the book. The title of the book. Okay. Title drop. They said the thing. (laughs) The, The dolphin with a sledgehammer slaps Andrew's face again. Okay. Another dolphin throws a smoke bomb. When the smoke clears, Andrew is surrounded by bears. Oh, that's horrifying. Not dolphins. I don't know which one I'd rather be surrounded by. I don't know. They're both lethal. Yeah. They're both not good. Yeah. I guess a bear wouldn't try to molest me. Yeah, exactly. It would just kind (laughs) of kill you. It would just eat me. Do you see the video? There's a video of a guy who's like like a guide. I don't know if it was in, I think it was in Alaska, but I'm not sure. Um, And there's a grizzly bear who's like walking up to the camp. And it's a bunch of photographers and things because that's okay. what goes on those trips. And the guide has like a huge revolver and he pulls it out, but he doesn't aim it at the bear. He kind of just holds it at his side. Yeah. And he just does like the, um, the bro thing where he just like lunges and like fronts on the bear. <laughs> yeah. And the bear like backs off and then the bear starts to wow. come forward again and he lunges again and the bear kind of backs off again. It's and a he's universal just like, language. Yeah. He's just like, Hey, do it. You won't do it. Yeah. You won't. <laughs> and, and the bear just leaves. That would be funny if they actually, like, talk to each other like that. Yeah. The guy's like, you motherfucker, you better fuck off. And the bear's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. Hit me dude. first. Hit me first. Do it. I want you to. So I just want to see if you had weed, man. I know you had people over. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, dolphin throws a smoke bomb. All bears. One of the bears throws a smoke bomb. Oh, okay. Now all the bears are one dolphin. That dolphin slaps Andrew's face. Nice. And then throws another smoke bomb. Okay. Are you following all these smoke bombs here? So, dolphin, smoke bomb, bear, smoke bomb, big dolphin, smoke bomb. Now there's just the one original bear that led him down there. Oh, I thought he was there the whole time, but he wasn't. No, he disappeared and okay. now he's back. Okay. Yeah. The bear kneels down and opens another trap door. Is the sledgehammer there at all, or is, did that disappear? No, that's gone too. Okay. Um, but there's another trap door that, yep. with another ladder leading down to another tunnel. Andrew asks the bear if it has a name. The bear thinks for a second and says his name is Andrew. Oh. They argue about this for a little bit because Andrew's like, no, that's my name. And the bear's like, yeah, that's my name. And he's like, that, that, there's no way it's also your name. You're just saying it because it's my name. And he's like, no, 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 no it's, it's been my name always. <laughs> I mean, A, doesn't matter. B, it really doesn't. Entirely possible. Totally. 
Uh, so that goes on for like a whole page. <laughs> Andrew doesn't want to climb down into another tunnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he walks back through the corridor they'd come from, right? Yeah. Uh, the moose now had two aliens standing on top of it. Oh, like like little, little gray green, men? Or? Little green aliens. Okay. Yeah, tra- traditional aliens. The bear's a little frustrated and tells Andrew that if he doesn't do what he says, he'll punch him and eat him. Fair. Andrew tells him to do it. Also fair. Because he's really depressed and hates his life. So yeah. he's like, fucking you're do just, it then. You're just doing me a favor. Yeah, just end it. So the bear... <laughs> The bear moves his fist forward slowly and then hits, like, just touches his face and pushes him by, like, knuckles into the cheek. (laughs) Just, like, real slow. Just pushes his head. Yeah, exactly. And then Andrew says, no, no, like, actually punch. And so the bear throws an actual punch Mm -hmm. through the air next to Andrew's head. Okay. And Andrew says, come on, do it with some aim. And you said you were going to eat me, too. The bear gives up and just climbs up the ladder. He doesn't want to hurt him. Fine. Andrew follows, and uh, when he reaches the top, the bear had disappeared. Andrew's car appeared to be undamaged. Nice. Yeah, the door was fine. Yeah, and the roof, roof too. was fine, right? A few moments later, he's driving away from the house, and his door and roof just fall off into the street. Ah. So I guess they weren't fine. <laughs> yeah. Now, now he, he dropped off Joanna? Yeah. Okay. He was still that outside was, That house. was her house. Yeah. Okay. We get a little bit of backstory from Andrew at this point as he's driving. Okay. His parents fought all the time, mm-hmm. and he didn't have a strong connection to either of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more about him being socially inept and unable to maintain a relationship with anybody. Nice. Um, he does have friends, but they, they just commiserate together. I'm also getting cow's vibes from this, and yes. I don't like it. Yes. Uh, yeah, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. But it, his quote-unquote friends are just people that feel the same way he does, and okay. they're just like, life sucks. Let's just suck at life together sure not let's just suck together yeah let's just suck each other look (laughs) they don't call it a bro job for nothing he had several jobs after college bro jobs i'm gonna stop (laughs) (laughs) you set me up three times in a row i did i did that was that was a good one uh he was fired from all of his jobs though okay he worked at a movie theater and then the manager at the movie theater was like i'm gonna go work on a farm so I'm going to leave you with a note that's my recommendation to make you manager. Nice. So he becomes manager for a week. Yeah. And then the old manager comes back. Oh. And then they're like, we have too many managers. You're fired, Andrew. They couldn't just demote him? <laughs> they just fired him. Wow. Sounds like they just wanted to get rid of him. Yeah. And the guy just took like a week it. vacation. Basically. Um, he worked at a library, but then started taking two hour long naps and, uh, they, or not, no, it wasn't naps. It was uh, lunch hours, Oh, but then yeah. he napped on his lunch hour something like that. I think libraries are mostly volunteers anyway. Mostly. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. He got fired though. Yeah. Maybe fired. in 2007 they weren't. He really, really, really wants to be with Sarah again. Yeah. He's just okay. always thinking about her. In always like Sarah was the best. She always laughed at things I said and. This is the very much the you're idealizing. It, it, it's oh, not, yeah. You're it's only not, remembering the good things. and More than that, though, it's like you're the, what you're thinking about is not an actual person. Right. Like nobody's like that. Right. You're, you're just thinking it's an ideal in your mind that yeah. you won't let go of. The next day after work, Andrew meets up with Steve, one of his friends. Oh, nice guy, Steve. They talk about being depressed and they talk about suicide. Okay. And uh, they also talk about maybe going on a killing spree. Oh, just maybe a little little homicide here and there. Hop down to the local Walmart and pop off. Uh, they go to Denny's. Yo, <laughs> they get a moons over my hammy. I have no idea. They they have food. I know that. It's the food only thing coffee. I know from Denny's, except yeah. that they're out of chocolate milk, so plain milk is fine. And then a lot of people go there because they burn turkeys on Thanksgiving. So they're talking at the table at Denny's, and they're thinking about starting a band called Lesbian Incest. You want to talk about band names? Yeah, I was going to say, they need your, your card, because you got some better ones. I've got a few. All right. What, what's, what, what's something that could rival lesbian incest? Do you want, do you want, I'll just, we'll just go with one of the most recent ones. Okay. Um, I added a few in the past couple of days. We've got uh, nominative determinism. Determinism. Nominative determinism. <laughs> okay. Um, the ejection of my eyeball. That sounds familiar. Yep. Have you told me that one? Probably. Uh, squishy dominance. <laughs> I like that one. And recreational outrage. That's a oh fuck. That's a great that's a fantastic band yeah. name. Wow. Yeah. It's also just what happens when anyone plays Overwatch. Yeah. <laughs> or League or something. Or League. Like <laughs> or Siege. Ugh. 
So during their conversations, Andrew is constantly thinking about Sarah and having many dark, intrusive thoughts, thoughts that just like, like, well, Steve will mention a church Mm -hmm. and then Andrew's just thinking about the church graveyard full of dead bodies. Oh, I was thinking about that Kingsman scene. Oh, killing people in a church? Yeah, just people in a church going nuts. Uh, they make many movie references, so if this was made more close, like closer to probably today, probably mention that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they're done eating, uh, they skip out on their bill. No, just run out. Come on, Fucking assholes. So he goes home, mm-hmm. and his home is a very large house in a gated community. Okay. And this is another instance of I, I wanted to write this verbatim because I want you to to hear it as it is written. Um, because it's more disconnected. It's not quite as disconnected as before, I think. This is more stream of consciousness. Mm-hmm. This is like 40% of the book is this. The house is enormous. A mansion. No, it isn't. Just a large house. A mansion is a large house. Andrew's parents live in a tower in Berlin. Andrew saw photos. Eight towers in a row. In 100 years, the earth will resemble a metal ball with spikes. It will move shinily through the universe, confused deadly grade schoolers why does the earth look like a medieval weapon when andrew saw the tower photos he thought of them falling like dominoes he works at dominoes a version of pizza hut something is wrong with his mom cancer or something she won't say what she is a good person the man with the enormous head is a good person is he everything is so good and sad somehow andrew is crying a little it's the music so it's like it, it, it's disconnected, but it's also like stream of consciousness that I don't like it. No, it's very, it's stressful to read it. Um, but it's also kind of easy to read. Right. Cause there's no real thread. It's just little bits. Right. Well, it's, it's like when you make those connections in your mind, we've all had those moments where you, you start off on a conversation or in a topic and then you end up somewhere completely different. Yeah, you have to yeah, trace yeah. Back how you got there. But reading that instead of doing it at the speed of thought. Yeah. Is <laughs> just agonizing. Well, that, that's, that's a good chunk of the book is just his inner thought process. I don't like this book. <laughs> the next afternoon, uh, Andrew eats a bowl of Lucky Charms. Nice. Uh, and then he feeds his dogs. Those are good. That's a good cereal. It's a good, it's a good cereal. I'm, yeah. I'm going to say it again for the one person. That is a good, <laughs> good cereal. It's one of my favorite cereals, and I'm not lying. Exactly. It's a great cereal. Uh, and then he feeds his dogs. He's got two little chihuahuas. Uh, he takes a shower and drinks some coffee. Oh, cool. He took a shower. Yeah. Kind of wasn't expecting that. Right. He seems like a responsible individual. Yeah. How does he own this large house? Uh, he doesn't. It's, it's it's his parents' house. Oh. Yeah. But his parents live in Berlin now. Right. In the tower yeah. of eight towers. So he just lives in their house. Okay. And takes care of it. Okay. He then sits in his computer room, staring at his story collection. Hmm. He had been rejected by 30 different editors. Damn. Yep. Self-publish. But he says he's got to stick with it. You know, there's bound to be rejection before you, that success. That's true. It's true. True. He's surprisingly level-headed in certain ways. Yeah. <laughs> then, Look at this show. I went through six different co-hosts before I found you. <laughs> Last one was fucking terrible. Yeah. He horrible. Was, he didn't like Lucky Charms. I know. <laughs> he was an asshole. Couldn't, couldn't do anything. <laughs> the one before that was a fucking dolphin. He wouldn't stop humping you. Yeah. He just brought a sledgehammer for some reason. Yeah, it was terrible. So Andrew goes to work. Mm-hmm. He really doesn't like working at Domino's. Mood. Yeah. A dolphin appears in his back seat while he's working. Oh. So when Andrew gets back to the store Mm -hmm. after one of his deliveries, he asks Matt, the manager, if he can go home because there's a dolphin in his back seat. I've been there. Me too. Yeah. That's a valid excuse. Yep. If somebody came to me and said, there's a dolphin in my back seat, can I just go home? I'd be like, yeah, like go deal with that. Sorry, can't. Go deal with that, man. Uh, Matt cashes him out, which if you don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. Uh, when a manager cashes out a driver, it means he gives them money for any tips he's made that night because the drivers don't carry the tips on them. They're bringing the tips to a safety deposit box, deposit it. At the end of the night, the manager adds up the tips, gives them the cash, and then takes all the cash from the payments, yep. right? That's cashing out. Make sure everything balances. Yeah. So he cashes them out, gives them money for his mileage, uh, and he has 14 bucks. It's a slow fucking day. It's like half a pizza. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not a lot. <laughs> uh, and then... He tells Andrew to uh, split it with a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> so here's 14 bucks. Give half to the dolphin. Andrew walks out to his car and gives seven bucks to the dolphin in the backseat. The dolphin goes. He said the thing. He did the thing. At the first stoplight, as they're driving, mm-hmm. he's driving home and, you know, 
They hit a stoplight. The dolphin says, drop me off at Kmart. Andrew says, where's Kmart? The dolphin says, it's by the, the diamond store. Andrew says, that's a target. The dolphin says, drop me off at target then. Andrew says, that's pretty far away. The dolphin's like, so? Uh, Andrew asks, are you buying drugs? The dolphin says, why would you ask me that? Because you're a dolphin and you want to go to a Target. So they pull into the Target parking lot and they get out. And there's this really wonderful little moment okay. where the dolphin is walking very quickly. And then he, he tells Andrew, he's like, you don't, you don't have to walk me in. I'll, that'll be a minute. And Andrew's like, no, I need to get toilet paper anyway. So the dolphin is walking quickly. And then he like looks at Andrew and then he like slows down to let him catch up. Aw. And then Andrew kind of like peels off a little bit to like oh. go at a different angle. And the dolphin's like, okay, whatever. And then they both reach the entrance at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then the dolphin's like, are are you going to walk with me? Or are you just going to make it awkward the whole time? What the fuck? (laughs) And it's... (laughs) That's incredible. It's totally like, oh my God. That's totally like such a Pulp Fiction thing to happen. Yeah. It's just, it's nothing. But it's so relatable and funny. There's moments like that in this book that make perfect sense. And they're funny. And they're few and far between. But I like them. So Andrew starts asking him a question, and then he stops himself. And then the dolphin says, you were going to ask if I was going to, weren't you? You stupid piece of shit. Get away from me. Wow. He just, he gets offended at him for daring to ask if he's going to make that noise in Mm -hmm. the storm. Right? He gets offended, walks away. The dolphin uh, ends up sitting in the center of his circular clothing rack, crying. That's a mood. That is a mood. (laughs) Uh, Andrew, did you ever, did you ever do the thing where you hide in those from your, your oh, yeah. parent or guardian? Totally. Yeah. yeah. You realize how shit that is? It's awful. Yeah. It's, it's, you're like torturing your parents. Yeah. It's like psychological warfare right there. Cause I used to do that to my mom all the time. Yeah. Mm-mm. I, I didn't really do it to necessarily hide from my parents. I just thought it was fun. Well, yeah, it's, it's fun just exploring someplace, everybody. you know, you're not supposed to be and yeah, nobody, nobody knows you. you're there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it wasn't, it wasn't just to. It's like a little fort. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Andrew just goes home. He just leaves the dolphin there and goes home. Okay. I, I would too, honestly. I pr- Yeah. No, I, I, I would try to dump the dolphin as soon as possible. Yeah. Uh, the dolphin stops crying, hmm. kind of puts himself together. Okay. Buys a steak knife. Nice. And then goes home. Oh. The dolphin stands in front of a mirror holding the steak knife to its neck. It then puts on a jacket, takes a plane to Hollywood, mm-hmm. and finds Elijah Wood. He lives in Austin. I know. I, that's the first thing I thought. Is like, I'm pretty sure he doesn't live in Hollywood. I don't know if he's ever lived in Hollywood. But Probably has an apartment, maybe. Maybe. Or like an agent. I don't know. Uh, but the dolphin finds Elijah Wood. <laughs> and he says, come somewhere with me. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> uh, this is the part of the book I'm like, are we just following the dolphin now? Is this his story now? Apparently. So Elijah Wood says, okay. Um, it's his little thing where Elijah Wood's like, can I ride you in the river? And the dolphin's like, yeah, sure. Come on. And so they take Elijah Wood's car to the ocean. Nice. That's not the river. And he rides the dolphins back out to an island. I would do that too. I don't know if I'd go anywhere with the the dolphin where it has all the power, like in the ocean. (laughs) It's worth it. Uh, so when they get to the island, Elijah Wood is talking about some movie and the dolphin's like, I I need to grab something. I'll be right back. And he kind of walks into the brush of the island. Mm Mm-hmm. And he comes back with a really heavy stick. Oh. And he begins beating Elijah Wood to death with it. Oh. He kills Elijah Wood. <laughs> oh. And then the dolphin drags the corpse to a nearby cave. He didn't just drown him in the ocean? No. It would have been easier, I guess. Yeah. He drags the corpse to a cave and he waits. Soon, a bear drags in Sean Penn's corpse. So you got Elijah Wood and Sean Penn? Yeah. Come there's, on. There's some shit going down with these dolphins and bears. Yeah. Andrew is back at home feeling miserable. Mm. He's lying on his bed, thinking about things, you know, the usual shit. Yeah. And then the bear from before walks in and adjusts the thermostat. Andrew. Uh, Andrew the bear, uh, if that is his name. Yes. Not sure, but maybe. The bear then leaves the room and then returns with a sledgehammer. Oh. It smashes a hole in the floor and then jumps at the hole, but he doesn't go in it because it's like really small mm-hmm. but he just disappears oh like like what every kid thought would happen if they stayed in the tub when the water drained yeah down. yeah it's just like zoop, he's just gone yeah 
But then Andrew sees him outside and he's in the neighbor's yard smashing up their fences and their trees and their bushes. Hmm. Just making a mess. Yeah. Right. So this is where the book starts getting annoying. This is where it starts. Yes. Because so far I'm interested. Uh, There's stuff happening here. True. But then this become, this is the parts of the book where it just starts doing these huge chunks of Andrew talking with someone Mm -hmm. that we don't know anything about. And they, it's, it's just not interesting at all. (laughs) It's just there. They talk about like, it's pulp. Yeah. It's like if any two people were just sitting at a diner talking. Yeah. If you overhear them, you're not going to give a fuck about what they're talking about. Probably. Right. That's this part of the book. He's this. I, I think this is a kind of a time jump. I think this is back in time, not current time. Mm-hmm. Back in time because he's in New York City. Ah, right. Where Sarah is. There's a lot of things happening in New York City, but we've already established that was in the past. Right. With Sarah. But right now, he's in New York City at a Japanese cafe talking to a guy called Mark. Oh. Right? All right, Mark. And I'm pretty sure it's established that he doesn't talk to Mark anymore. So this is in the past. After the cafe, uh, they talk about a whole lot about nothing. Yeah. Uh, they go to see a Batman movie. Uh, Mark is kind of pissed at Andrew because oh. all he does is complain. Well, yeah. Andrew that. just complains and mopes all the time. Andrew insists that he's not depressed. If you weren't depressed, then you would enjoy the Batman instead of complaining about it, said Mark. That's not true. I did enjoy it, Andrew said, and I complain when I'm happy. I identify with that. (laughs) Very strongly. (laughs) Because you know me, if I'm complaining about something, it's because I care enough to want to see it better. Exactly, because you're thinking about it so much. Yeah, because I'm like, I really like it, but it just if it was just a little different, it would be like perfect. And that, that bugs me. So if I'm complaining a lot about something... I either really hate it mm, yeah, or yeah, yeah. either extreme. Yeah. It's, it's extremes. It's either I really like it or I really hate it. Either way. I'm complaining about something. <laughs> I found myself doing that too. I will. If I really, really enjoy something, I will pick apart its flaws because I want to see how it could have been better. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I still really enjoy the thing. So they're, you know, they went to see the movie and whatever they're talking about. And they're walking down the street. Yeah. They pass an alley and Andrew sees an alien and a moose in the alley. Oh, and then out of nowhere, a bear pushes them both into the alley. Mm-hmm. The bear says, watch. And he begins teleporting around the alley. Just boop, 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 boop. Just huh. teleporting all over the place. Uh, during this, the alien walks up to Andrew, like he's going to talk to him or something. Yeah. And Andrew freaks out and runs away. Fair. He doesn't like aliens. Yeah. We cut to a scene of the bear returning to his home. This is the original bear, Andrew. Right. A hamster is scurrying around the walls and ceiling like a spider. The bear tells his girlfriend, which we don't know if his girlfriend's a bear. It just says his girlfriend. Okay. She's only referred to as a girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, But the bear tells her that he's just not feeling himself. He just feels lousy. And he believes that the hamster is causing it. Yeah, that's, yeah. The girlfriend tries to cheer him up with sex, but he doesn't want it. Mm. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm not in the mood for that. I'm just. We read a book about that. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> she. <laughs> uh, so this girlfriend goes to the kitchen where the hamster is sitting on the table. Yeah, and she throws a blanket over the hamster. The bear freaks out and says, "It'll suffocate!" But the hamster just chews through the blanket. Yeah, the hamster says, "Your conversation is interminable." Okay, Christopher Lee. <laughs> this, I, 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 I stopped writing notes here. Because it's just, it's fucking randomness. Okay. And I'm losing patience with the book. Yes. So I sped it up a little bit. Yep. So that shit happens. We cut to Steve's sister, Ellen. This is about halfway through the book. Okay. She's our new protagonist. Oh. We're not with Andrew anymore for a while. Right. We're with Ellen now. Right. Okay. One night, she craves alfalfa sprouts with balsamic vinaigrette. All right. She's vegan. And she just has a craving for that. Okay. Uh, she doesn't own a car because she's very environmentally conscious and she's like, it's evil to own a car, but she really wants alfalfa sprouts with balsamic vinaigrette. So she takes her brother Steve's car mm-hmm. to go get some. She accidentally drives over the median and knocks over a no U-turn sign. No U. Did you catch that? Yes. A no U-turn sign. Mm-hmm. Knocked over. Mm-hmm. So it's not visible anymore. Right. Which would cause Andrew... To do a U-turn because he didn't know it was illegal there. Right. There's some fucky time shit going on here. There is. And I like it. (laughs) So anyway, 
she drives back over the median to get to the right side of the road. Literally. And yes. And <laughs> she, uh, she hits a tree with the rear view mirror. So it kind of smacks it against the, the side, like folded up. The side mirror, not the rear view so, mirror. Yeah, I'm sorry. The side mirror. Okay. Yes. Which is a rear view mirror. Yes. But is technically classified the side view mirror. Um, when she gets back home, uh, she uses both her hands to rip off the mirror, even though it's fine. It's not broken. It was just like smacked sideways. Have you ever had to drive without a mirror? Without yes. a side mirror? Yes. It's awful. It's unholy. Yeah. No one should have to go through that. Yeah. But she was like, I got to get rid of the evidence. So she rips the whole mirror off yep. and then chucks it in a neighbor's backyard because <laughs> that's subtle. Yeah. Uh, and then she goes back inside. Do you ever do the thing where you ride in a pickup truck and you have a baseball bat and you just go no. baseball batting mailboxes? No. No? I wasn't an asshole. Yeah, I didn't either. Okay. <laughs> and, and I mean that. I didn't actually do that. Thanks for bringing it up. So Ellen also has conversations with people she wished she was friends with. Oh. There's this whole part of the book about her going to school and interacting with people at school, mm -hmm. and none of it was interesting or funny or informative, and I didn't write it down. Okay. You can thank me now. Thank you. <laughs> 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 I was going to say later, but eh. afterwards, uh, she sits at home thinking about death. Hmm. You know, teenagers, As one does. Teenagers. Yeah. She looks up, and she sees a dolphin standing there. Oh. The dolphin says, <laughs> If it says that one more time, it's getting harder to do that. <laughs> I'm going to punch someone and there's only one person here. <laughs> so the dolphins, there making dolphin noises. And then the dolphin says, do you want to play with me? Do you want to play with me? Okay. Ellen said the dolphin leads her to the backyard where he opens a trap door in the grass. Oh, this is the same trap door, by the way. Oh, okay. So they start climbing down the long ladder and about halfway down, they meet a bear climbing up. Oh, so the bear and the dolphin ask each other to get out of the way. Yeah. They're like, we're, we're coming down. He's like, well, I'm coming up. Get out of the way. I'm coming up. The dolphin reminds the bear that he can teleport. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. And just, boop, just teleports away. It's like Goku. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Once they reach the cliff, the dolphin opens the second trap door. Mm -hmm. On the other end was a room. Inside the room was a bed, a refrigerator, an air conditioner, and a Christmas tree with blinking lights. Oh, sounds like my room. The dolphin offers Ellen a muffin on a plate. English muffin or muffin muffin? It just says muffin. Okay. Doesn't say It's anything. a blueberry muffin. The dolphin watches in silence as she eats it. When she's finished, the dolphin said, I had a lot of fun. Do you want to come again? Come again? Ellen says, sir, and gives the dolphin a hug. The dolphin cries. Aw. And lets out a quiet. <laughs> Aw. Dolphin bro. The dolphin leads her to an elevator full of mirrors blindfolds her, and then leads her across a rope bridge surrounded by hamster noises. Mm. And finally, to a playground. Oh. They go on the slide and swing on the swings and have a grand old time. Don't swing on a string. And it's the, much too frail. <laughs> the best kind of swing is a tigger's tail. The dolphin makes more dolphin noises with, with happiness and glee this time. Because he has a friend. There's a very long scene where Ellen is riding in a car with her mom, mm -hmm. whose name is Jan. Oh. And they talk about all kinds of things. Nice. They talk about uh, humanity's moral obligation towards nature. I had that discussion in, with my mom in high school. Yeah, totally normal discussion. No, uh, actually, I actually did have that discussion. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> yeah. Ellen is vegan. She's very environmentally conscious. Sure. Her mom's not really. Yeah, so they, they're talking about this. Our discussion went very differently. Yeah. And uh, they also talk about uh, the pros and cons of capitalism. Nice. Uh, of veganism. Okay. And just a lot of really heavy topics. <laughs> Huh. Uh, that's that's something this author does is two characters will be talking about nothing. And then all of a sudden, let's get philosophical in this bitch. All right. It's very, very abrupt. <laughs> it just happens. I mean, that sounds like the brief and frightening rain of Phil. All right. So we're, we're going to cut to way later because mm -hmm. Ellen, Ellen does so much shit that I'm like, it's 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 pulp. Yeah. It's just in the life of a teenage girl. Yeah. Not interesting to me. I'm sorry. It's not. Uh, I, for one, am glad to know that teenage girls are not interesting to you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. So we're going to cut to way later in the book. Thank you. Like fucking 30 pages later. Holy shit. That's a seventh of the book. <sighs> There's, there was nothing interesting for me to write down there. Yeah. Um, 
Andrew is approached in a cafe by a hamster. The hamster has things to tell him. So he's like, I gotta gotta talk to you. I gotta, come here, come here. I gotta talk to you. I gotta show you something. And Andrew's like, okay, okay, what what do you want to show me? And the hamster's like, here, here. And he's gesturing with his little hands. But Andrew's like, you're so small. I don't know what you're gesturing at. Try motioning with your head. And so the Andrew starts headbutting a wall. And he's like, this is a secret passage. It's a secret passage. Come here. And then Andrew feels around. He can't find one. And the hamster's like, oh, I'm lost. I'm lost. I don't know where it is. That's awesome. So I actually love this. Andrew is like, well, just let's go out in the park and talk. Like, we'll just talk for talk for a second in the yeah. park. So they go out to the park and the hamster starts telling Andrew that under the ground, there is a great dolphin city. Oh, we know this. Andrew knows this. You're right. This is dolphins and bears. This has been established. Yes. And the hamster is like, oh, yeah. And bears and moose also live with the dolphins in that city. We found a moose and an alien. Uh, the hamster does this thing where he can't think unless he's moving. So he'll he'll say some stuff and then he'll just like freeze. And he's like, ah, I don't, I, I, and he'll have to run in a circle. And then he's like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And he'll get back on track. Huh. And he'll say some things and then start running in a circle again. Okay. It's great. All right. Under the city of dolphins and bears yeah. is another metropolis, the land of hamsters. Oh, and that's probably where they were going to go down that second trap door. Yeah, because you could hear all the hamster noises yeah. in the bridge. Yeah. In the middle of the hamster's debrief, an owl swoops down, picks them up, and flies off of them. <laughs> that's hysterical. Uh, Andrew just stares and watches him fly away <laughs> with the owl. Mm. He's like, well, I can't do anything about that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, that sucks. There's a whole lot of bullshit about Andrew and Sarah breaking up. And none of it was interesting. To Who me. broke up with whom? Um, Andrew said something that made Sarah cry. Okay. And Sarah's like, I don't know if I can be with you. Sure. Uh, and it's, it was very cliche to me. Um, but we get to see Andrew actually being uncharacteristically sweet to somebody. Oh. Because he's not to anybody. Yeah. Except he was to Sarah. Right. Um, but again, this is from Andrew's memory. So right. we don't, we don't really know exactly how it went down. Right. But It's weird. This book kind of starts shoveling backstory at the very end of the book. Well, it's called backstory. Yeah, but like (laughs) it, this seems this, this part of the book seems to set up Andrew better than the rest of the book. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I don't, why are we getting this now? It's so weird because everything in this book seems so intentional to me. Yeah. Like that has to be. Yeah. But I just didn't quite get, there's a lot of this book I didn't get, but that, that was like, I don't know why he chose to do that, but oh, Okay. So I was talking about their relationship a little bit and their whole breakup in New York City and him having, you know, yeah. fly away. PTSD. This book is, this part of the book is also written like a conventional book. Like there's nothing weird. Oh. There's not, there's no weird statements and sentences out of order or anything like that. It's like a perfectly conventional storybook at this point in time. Huh. And it is perfectly understandable and readable. It's almost like cliche. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I think the author is showing that he can. Oh, not not so much that, but showing like uh, the difference in oh, I see. that point in the time in his life and now, mm-hmm. right? Like it's so drastically different. Everything, everything was stable and coherent and, and made sense and perfect. And now everything is out of control. He can't control himself. Doesn't understand he, anything he, exactly. Yeah. There's things being said. There's other ways you could do that. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But there's things the author is doing and saying that it's like, okay. Yeah. And the book ends with Andrew, current day, walking into Steve's house. He sees Ellen in the backyard. Okay. And then she turns and looks at him. And then he goes into Ellen's bedroom and then falls asleep in her bed. That is the end of the book. Thoughts? There are some. Okay. Um, what? Yes. And also, huh? So, so he, he falls asleep in Ellen's bed after making eye contact with her, which as we all know, that's the universal sign for you can fall asleep in my bed is making eye contact. Yeah. I'm going to be sleeping in your bed later. It would have been maybe a better spot to end the the book where they're looking at each other. I thought that's what was going to happen. First time. So I thought that's what was going to happen. But then I remembered earlier before the show, you telling me that it, ends weirdly yes and that didn't seem weird to me something else is gonna happen right then he falls asleep in her bed yeah <laughs> uh, i don't know i don't know 
What was the point of this book? I don't know. I don't know. I enjoyed the ride, but I am frustrated with trying to work something out of this book. Right. There's obviously a lot of things that the author is saying. Right. That I don't get. Yeah. Some of it's more obvious than others. Right. With the, the, the way the book is formatted and everything like that. Like, I get that. You, you mentioned there was discussion on this book. So there's people reviewing this book very, very positively. And the author is, he, he writes poetry. And I look at this book more as poetry than a narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think that, I, I don't know. The, the way people talk about it is like, oh, it's so bold and unapologetic. More it, like brass and unappealing. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. It, it's definitely something you would have to read yourself. Right. To get an idea. Well, yeah, for sure. It, anything, even the brief, brief and frightening rain of Phil, which I'm constantly going back to because it's one of the few abstract things that we've read. Right. Um, cows being really the other one in the Hunter Diana, but, um, we're trying to take something that is written in a format that you're meant to think about and not really take it face value, take it face value. And we are taking it at face value because right. we have to explain it to a show. Right. Which inherently i think diminishes the quality of it a little bit yeah but that does not mean that something like that makes sense anyway right (laughs) i i so the book is very obviously about depression yes a lot of people are depressed Mm -hmm. but in different ways right uh the dolphin was depressed uh like what what most people if you hear depression you would think maybe the dolphin on a very surface level it's like oh he's sad cuz he doesn't have any friends but if you dive deeper if you if you dive into the ocean of depression right as a dolphin then you're murdering people yes. like Elijah Wood yes and Sean Penn uh, i thought that was going to lead to something it didn't i thought like they were taking over the world yeah or something and they were taking out the elites or something i don't i don't know it, it i'm sure that's a statement on something but my brain was fried after reading this. Did Elijah Wood ever? Isn't he vegan? Uh, I don't know. He's, he's a, a very think, nice guy. I think guy. he's vegetarian. He probably. He's a very nice guy. Yeah. Uh, I know him personally. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, like there's, there's, there's a lot of themes, depression being the biggest one. Right. Uh, another one is the author is not at all a fan of capitalism. So that comes up a lot. Yeah. Where he's like, the whole system is fucked. Right. Let's not do this anymore. Um, there's some stuff on relationships, but it's, uh, didn't really speak to me personally. Mm-hmm. It, it seemed to me like Andrew was uh, in love with an idea, not a person. Right. And his whole recollection of his relationship is untrustworthy. So I don't really get anything from that. Yeah. And uh, there's a bit about, you know, there's stuff with his parents where he's not really connected with his parents. Mm-hmm. Um, they went to Germany and he's like, I'm just going to stay here. There, there's a whole bit about his, there's something wrong with his mom. Right, right. Then, she has cancer or something. And then his dad tries to tell him what's wrong with her. Yeah. And he says, no, 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 no. If she wants me to know, she'll tell me. And his dad's like, okay. And then his mom just never tells him. Right. And he doesn't ask her. Right. So there's dysfunctionality all over the place. Yeah. But I don't know. I, this is a weird one. You just have to read it for yourself. Because like, I don't, I'm not into, I'm really not into poetry. Right. I like abstract and surreal stuff. But this one, I, I want something to have a narrative at least. Like, right, right. The, the have a thread and, you can follow. Have yeah. something that makes some sort of sense. Have a plot. The the brief and terrifying reign of Phil had a very, very clear narrative. Yes, you knew what was going on Super even through the craziness. Yeah, uh, and I, I prefer that. I would even like be fine with something less cohesive than that. Yeah. But this was so all over the place and had so many different messages. I don't even know what to do with it. Yeah mentally so there's people out there that fucking love this book and then there's a bunch of people that are like i don't get it two stars yeah exactly i, I see and i'm like you mentioned you don't like poetry i love poetry i love symbolism and i love things like that but i don't love abstract right <laughs> poetry i like things that make sense and have very clear very very clear um metaphors and all of that 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 are very easy to track and still tell a good story or still make, you know, uh, make you think something or make you feel something. But um, I don't like having to I don't like having to reach for a conclusion as much as we did with this. Yeah, because, yes, there's a point where art and poetry are subjective and they mean something different to everyone who reads them or views them or whatever. 
But I am of a firm opinion that you can draw a wrong conclusion. That yeah. there is a conclusion that you can you can have that the author did not intend. Right. Which I think um I think every kid made fun of in school when their teacher told them to dissect a book and find out what did they mean when they said it was raining outside. Like, oh, they probably just meant it was raining outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um but I think I think there's things that you can you can extrapolate from a book that that never intended that are good and that were never intended that are bad. Right. And I think this leads more to the second one because we have no idea. Right. <laughs> what he intended. None. I, I don't want to make any conclusion. I don't want to come down to a conclusion at all because yeah. I'm like, I just don't know. Exactly. It's so weird. Exactly. <laughs> and, and this author is known for writing stuff like this. So mm-hmm. all of his other books are similar. People say this is the most accessible book of his. I. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Each week on our show. We give the book that we read a rating. That rating consists of one to five levels. You have toilet paper, which is not worth the papers printed on, if that. You have, man, I haven't done this in a month. <laughs> you forgot already? <laughs> no. You have a shampoo bottle, right? Which is, uh, it's it's there. If you have nothing else, I guess, read it on the pot or whatever. You right. have an Ikea manual, which is competently written, but not necessarily entertaining. You have a Kindle pick, which is worth buying electronically or discounted. And then you have hardcover, which is an instant classic see i got through it yeah nice so wazo the psychic dolphin what is your rating for e e e i'm gonna tell you telepathically okay i'm sorry i mean telekinetically oh that's a callback (laughs) that nobody (laughs) will know because they didn't listen to that shit Uh, so my rating for this is uh i mean for me it's easy it's an ikea manual I think everything in this was very intentional. Mm-hmm. And I think the author proved, I don't know if it's intentional or not, that he is competent at writing toward the end. Right. Because the, there was the there perfect was a, situation. Yeah. Because it's like, th- this is all just like perfect. Um, there, there is a little bit of, because sometimes he, he'll, he'll just say, he said, she said, and then he said, and then she said, and then he said, and she, there's no like replied, asked. So it's just the same, the same wording most of the, through most of the book. So I'm like, I don't know if that's intentional. I would think it is, Mm -hmm. but that irked me because like it would say he said, but it's like, no, he asked a question. Right. You don't say said. Right. But then later he uses stuff like asked in it. So I was like, okay, well, what, what are you trying to convey by not doing that? I don't, I don't understand. So I think he's competent, but. It was only like, it was very, very slightly entertaining, Mm -hmm. sporadically entertaining. When the hamster was running in circles, then got grabbed by the owl. I was laughing. That's a good man name. I (laughs) love what sporadically entertaining. So yeah, I just, I can't manual. I don't don't have much more to say about the book. I am willing to say I'm not smart enough to get this book. Same, but it's also, I I don't want to question your rating, but I am going to ask. So you think that it was intentionally written this way? Yes. Do you think it was competently written? Well, see, I need to know what the author's intention is, and I don't. True. So I'm going. I'm taking the. It's intentional, so it's not incompetent. You're giving him the benefit of the doubt on that. Yes. Okay. Plus, it's mildly entertaining in parts. Okay. So both of those together make a fucking Ikean manual. Okay. Because I don't want to. I don't want to give less, and I'm definitely not going to get more. Right. So like, that's that's where I'm at. All right. Okay. Well, if you like this book. Let us know what you think, because we have no idea what to think. Yeah, please. Somebody enlighten us. I yeah, would give love, us your insights. I would love to know what's up with this book. Because mm-hmm. it, it, it caught my eye, and I was really excited for it. And I, I'm, not, I'm not disappointed, but I'm like, I, I don't know what I was hoping for. Yeah, you weren't really expecting much, but you weren't expecting that. Yeah, no, it was not at all what I expected. Yeah. Um, but I would love to hear anybody's thoughts out there on Same. this book. Definitely write in. Yeah, let us know. So we have a, a few ways you can do that. You can do that at a page too far at gmail.com. That's a page T-O-O far at gmail.com. We have our Instagram and Twitter, which are both at a page too far. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, if you search a page too far, it'll be there. Um, we're, we don't yep. have the direct link yet. We're working on that. We also have a Patreon. Uh, a lot goes into the show. We just got back from our break and we're, we're raring to go. We have a lot of great ideas that we're, we're going to do. We're, we're hitting the ground running now. Exactly. Uh, so that is uh, patreon.com slash a page too far. That one does have a direct link. Hit us up there. Um, you get bonus episodes, early access, all kinds of great stuff. You get uh, outtakes, which are essentially bloopers. I listen to those on 
like a regular basis because they're so funny. They're pretty fun. Uh, we also have what are called footnotes, Mm -hmm. uh, which are, it's, it's, it's between an episode and a really long outtake, uh, little range. Usually like 15, 20 minutes, something like that. Yeah. And we only, I think we only have two so far because they don't happen that often. Um, but we have those as well. We also do movie commentaries. We do. Uh, which is just a fun, easy thing to do. So we just throw that on there as well. Why not? Yeah. Uh, and you can check that all out at our Patreon. It's a lot of fun. We appreciate your support. Support if you can. If you can't, let us let us know something you thought about an episode. Yeah. Write in, comment, something. Send us suggestions. Exactly. I'm always hurting for a good book. Yeah, we have we have a few suggestions in the tank that I'm I'm looking through here. But uh, let us know what you think. We want to hear from you. Yeah. And thank you for listening.